yeah, they didn't tell me um, that I was going to be working for Jay-Z. They just said, you're working for a big client. It's for Samsung and you got to sign an NDA. And I get into the studio and I see Jay-Z and I'm just like, what's going on? What am I doing? for introverts, extroverts, and everyone in between. I'm your host, Chelsea Heaney, and my guest today is an actor, model, and filmmaker, but he is here today to talk about his experience as a hand model. He has been in countless commercials, was recently featured in a video by Insider, and was even Jay-Z's hand double. Please welcome to the show, Ray Martel Moore. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Chelsea. (laughs) <laughs> no worries. And I have to give you an extra thank you because we actually did record this episode a couple of months ago, um, but unfortunately my computer decided to be mean and deleted the recording. So you have very kindly agreed to re-record this with me. <laughs> yes, yes. Technology can be a big meanie sometimes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so anyway, how did you get started in hand modeling? Ah, yes, the journey of hand modeling. Um, (laughs) So I started, um, I was already modeling. I was already um, doing commercials, print ads, things like that. Um, And then I was at a casting um, and the agent was like, you have really nice hands. We're casting this uh, same thing, but for hands tomorrow, um, definitely come by. And I was like, great. I, I, I've been told I've had nice hands before, but you never think of anything of you. Just like, huh, nice hands. Cool. All right, great. Go on with my day. Um, <laughs> um, and I went to that casting. Um, I ended up booking the job. Um, and as, well, okay, so when I went to the casting, I saw that everybody was represented by parts. It was like parts, 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 parts. Part, there's a hand modeling agency out there what <laughs> so I'm the only person that goes no representation because I don't have representation for my hands <laughs> so they um yeah I booked the job but it's the second I book it I the agent and I'm like hey just in case you're wondering who booked this I did and I don't have representation she was like we need to change that when can we meet and we like met like the next day and from there um, it's been, I want to say, it, 10 plus years. 10 oh, wow. Something crazy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Like, that's the classic story that you hear about modeling, isn't it? Like, somebody comes up to you and says, like, you should be a model, but you never expect it to be, like, your hands. You should be a model. Right, right. <laughs> and then to, like, get to the caliber that I've gotten, like, where people be like, yo, like, um, either friends or other um, uh, model colleagues or whatever, anytime anybody says, oh, yeah, we need hands. Do you know anybody with great hands? They're like, I know somebody. (laughs) I've got just the person for you. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I I really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So you'd never, like you sort of said, you, you didn't know that there was like, agents just for hands so had you never really thought about hand modeling before i mean i you know you you never think about it past oh okay that's cool and then keep walking and going past you know with your day um you definitely never think of it as hey yeah i'm I'm definitely pursue this as a as a profession Mm. um of course i've seen the you know um i've seen uh what's that uh george costanza on seinfeld you know, so I saw that episode and that was a great laugh. But then it's like, all right, cool. Next episode. You don't think anything about it. <laughs> um, but then once you do, like even to the people who are listening right now, you'll start to discover there is a huge demand and a need for hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, for good hands, for nice hands. Um, because um, every commercial that you see, um, not every, but a lot of the commercials you see, a lot of the ads you see, um, especially if it's something like, you know, um, holding a candy bar or holding a phone or typing on a computer or something to show just a hand doing something that's natural to the product that they're trying to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think, oh, yeah, they just 
you know, got somebody from the crew to do that. No, 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 no. They needed a professional hand model because they want, you know, they want their product to match. They want great hands to match their great product. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It's one of those jobs that that you just don't think about. Like I think, yeah, most people either assume that, yeah, they got someone from the crew or or that it's, you know, just a, a regular model that just happens to be doing a close up on their hands and they don't necessarily think about the the skill that it takes to do with with just your hands. So what differentiates that? What makes somebody other than obviously having good hands, what makes somebody a good hand model? So the first thing is yeah, having ha- having to have good hands. Um you know, um and somebody who's like taking care of it in a sense too. Before I became a hand model, I was always you know, moisturizing my hands. Um, I hate the feeling of them being dry and things like that. Um, I'm not punching on punching bags or (laughs) walls or anything that I shouldn't be. Um, You know, so um, I just always just regularly took care of my hands. Um, Something else that is really important is your nails. Like, um, are your nail beds good? Um, you know, what is it? What do your nail beds look like after a manicure? Um, your skin, uh, is it blotchy? Is it, is it, is it, is it nice? Is it clean? Um, hairiness, you know, I don't have a lot of hair on my hands. Um, so that helps out a lot. Uh, what else? Um, and then like when it comes to like the actual work, right? It's, um, being able to take direction really well. Um, I get everything from, hey, can you move this pinky up slightly or even to the even to like an axis kind of like, um, you know, can you tilt it towards me, tilt it back, tilt it to the left, tilt it to the right, you know, specific commands that, you know, only with experience and, and um, consistently repetitive um, that you're like, oh, yeah, I got it. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're ready for it. Um, steadiness of the hand, uh, being able to um, confidently move something from another and not have like shaky hands or um, definitely I don't try to I don't try to drink coffee um, mm-hmm. uh, before I shoot because I'll be shaky or anything like that. Um, so yeah, steady hands is important. Um, and then yeah, just um, being able to also sit around on set patiently waiting for a long time for your shot. Yeah. <laughs> because it takes the whole day i could easily be on set for you know 10 to uh 10 to 12 hours sometimes um and it's crazy because a part of it a whole a whole hour will go just into the lighting and then when it's time for the hand model it's five minutes of five to ten minutes of work for that one moment (laughs) You know, and then you got to sit, go back and then wait another hour for the next setup and lighting and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what kind of reaction do you get from people when you do tell them that, that you're a hand model? Uh, the first reaction I immediately get is that they look at their own hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, wait, you got you got wait what you do who <laughs> i literally um, before you talked about hairy hands i looked down i was like no i don't have hairy hands <laughs> <laughs> i caught right. myself doing it i was like oh no <laughs> right like first they automatically be like well can i do that then the <laughs> second thing is they challenge their their own life choices like <laughs> <laughs> Like, they're like, wait, so I've been studying to be a doctor for how long and you're getting paid what to be a hand model? (laughs) It's like craziness. Um, And then afterwards, then they're like, let me see your hands. Let me see what a hand model's hands are supposed to be. And then they see it and they're like, oh, oh, okay. I see, I see, I see. And then this is the last thing. They can't stop looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) You have a conversation. They'd be like, all right, come on, just put your hands under the table. Because anytime you put them up, I I, I can't concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) You just have, like, the best conversational starter ever. Like, that's, you know, you cover just, like, half an hour of a conversation just from, this is what I do for a living. (laughs) 
tight. It's like the biggest icebreaker ever. It's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't do that. I'm a hand model. You're, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, when you When you go for a job or something, do you do any uh like research before it or do you um like when you get on set do you have to rehearse like a certain way to hold a product or or is it sort of just in and out um so it's funny like um I'll just get the details of who I'm working for and then that's it who and yeah like the product I'm working for and like the people I'm working with but then that's it I go in kind of blindsided, like I always mm. I don't know if that's the word, but I, I go in blind, right, not knowing what I'm about to do. Um, so yeah, first thing I usually ask is, hey, is this photo? Is this video? Is this mm. both? Um, because there's just a different mindset that you have with it. If it's photo, give me the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's video, you're like dang it, I can't have coffee until after this is over. <laughs> um, um, and then, um, yeah, you just, um, what else do I do? Um, often, sometimes, um, it's not, it, yeah, sometimes they'll have you rehearse certain, like, how the product works. Um, right. So, like, recently I just did something for Quip, and they have a bunch of cool little gadgets <laughs> of assortment of great, products uh coming out um so that's a plug for them um but um yeah it was a lot of like flick this that way and turn this that way and turn this out that way and kind of then you have to rehearse it so that it mm. looks really good and presentational um yeah. for the commercial or whatever yeah and um you mentioned before obviously like you've got an agent for your parts modeling how do you how do you book each gig? Do they just sort of go through a photo book or reel or something done before, or do you physically go in and do an audition? Um, so sometimes you do have auditions, but it's very rare, um, very very rare. Um, most of the time, it's direct bookings. So they mm -hmm. book off my my book, they book off of my photos, um, and sometimes they book off a of word of mouth. Like, oh, yeah, somebody recommended you, things like that, that type of thing. Um, yeah, so my agent, or agents, I actually have two agents for my hands. <laughs> <laughs> one for each. Yeah, one for each. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my agents would, um, uh, they have a portfolio. It's a, a bunch of uh, pictures. Uh, and I've, I've got so much work, but then they just select a few. Like one time yeah. I sent them everything and it was like, this is just too much. Give me your top 10. <laughs> uh, so it's, just a, it's a selected few of photos, a selected few of videos. And then only then if they're like, okay, well, we're working with phones in this. Could he send us some more examples of how, like what his phone work looks like? Or could he send us a couple of examples of, you know, how he does with pets or anything like that like it'll be like the weirdest stuff sometimes but yeah it's like all right cool y'all see your hands or sometimes they'll ask um Ooh, could you um just take a picture of your hands right now just so we know that it looks the same as it does in um in the pictures that you've sent <laughs> wow like hand yeah. verification yeah, but it's important, especially when it comes to uh, the summer, right? Because when the summer happens, we yeah. all go out, we have fun, you know, mm -hmm. we get a little suntan, and they're hiring a certain complexion that they want for what it is. So for me, you know, I'm caramel brown complexion, right? If I stay out the sun for too long, it's not as caramel anymore. So if that's what they wanted um, and I got too much sun, they're not going to get that. And then that could, I, I haven't had any experience with that, but I've had heard of other hand models that had gotten too much sun and yeah. they, they were like, all right, we need, we need somebody else. Like, like on the day, we're like, we're sorry, we need, we need somebody Damn. else. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> um, you mentioned pets in there. Have you gotten to work with animals? In this? Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. I've worked with um dogs, cats, 
Yeah, that's it. Just dogs and cats. I was going to say, I want to work with birds. I haven't worked with a bird yet. I'm trying yeah, to think about I, I like, wouldn't be. We were talking a little bit before we started about birds, but I'm I'm not very good with birds. And I have this fantastic photo of um, me and my sister a few years ago. Um, <laughs> all my family, we went out for a day and we, we went to this place where basically you just get a, a feeder full of bird seed and all of these cockatoos just like wild cockatoos would come and feed off a thing and there were like hundreds of them and it was really cool but I'm just like I sort of forget that I'm afraid of birds until there are birds around me oh wow <laughs> that's so too funny I was just like like everything was just tight and clenched because I was like so freaked out and I have this fantastic photo of me and my sister and she's staying there just like covered in birds and she looks so majestic and gorgeous and then I'm just in the background just like my face like <laughs> withdrawn into my shoulders with these birds on me like get me out of here so um yeah she's definitely that better so under funny. pressure <laughs> <laughs> whereas if it was like puppies or cats I'd be right. totally down for that. <laughs> right. So this is the funny thing. I don't like cats. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but not so much because, like, they're not cute or cuddly or anything that, a, you know, a dog is also. It's just that I can't be around cats because of them, because I'm a hand model. Right. Their, um, their claws are just way too sharp. Yeah. Just way, way too sharp. Um, so it was funny in the, uh, insider interview, I talk about, you know, um, having had once, um, I had an ex-girlfriend who had a, uh, had a cat and yeah, it was just every once in a while I'd be like, oh, hey, hey, kitty. And it'd be like wanting to play and it'd be like, Wah! and it'll get me. And I'm like, oh, nothing. That was, okay. That was, fun. you know, everybody just like, as if like there's 20 <laughs> people in the room, everybody pauses and is like, are your hands Okay. I think it's okay i think i think it just scratched me a little bit and then all of a sudden i start seeing blood just oozing out and i'm like what the heck <laughs> <laughs> you know just like razor super razor sharp uh claws um and then once um uh this was an older cat too so it was moody is the best uh term mm -hmm. for it so one one time it, it bit me and i was like what the heck do you have against my hands <laughs> So just from that experience, I'm like, um, I, I would, I would, if you see me with a cat, like around a cat, my hands will be raised high above my head, and I'd be like, hi, yeah. kid, hi, hello, <laughs> hi, oh, you're so cute, um, uh, okay, here, <laughs> here's a little rub from my waist, here's a little rub from my foot, but you ain't getting no rubs from my hands. <laughs> um, so. What what is a job that you have done that that you were most excited for? Um, hmm, that I was most that's a really good question that I was most excited for. Oh, there's so many jobs. It's crazy. Um, I mean, most excited to talk about is the the Jay Z one, but that I w I didn't have any idea that that's what I was going into. Really? Yeah, they didn't tell me um, that I was going to be working for Jay-Z. They just said, you're working for a big client. It's for Samsung, and you got to sign an NDA. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Here's the NDA. Cool, big client. All right, great, let's go. And I get into the studio, and I see Jay-Z, and I'm just like, so what's going on? Is, what am I doing? Oh, you're hand-doubling for Jay-Z. What? <laughs> So that's the one that's most exciting to talk about. That was just just insane. Yeah. So did you get um, to meet him? Be like, hi, I'm your hands. I did. I did. Um, so, yeah, he was just wrapping up his, sh his shot uh, when I was called into the studio. Um, and this was for his uh, Magna Carta Holy Grail album. And he... Um, it was like he's, he's in the commercial. He's talking to Swiss Beats and um, Pharrell, Timbaland, and a couple of the other guys, uh, producers, about, you know, the ideas for his albums and things like that. And this was when, like, everybody who, um, had a Samsung, uh, got the album, like, for free, in a sense. Oh, so like, right, yeah. Rap. 
Yeah, in his rap song, he says a million souls before the album drop. I'm a, I'm a J fan. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that, that, was, that was the reference right there. Um, so yeah, yeah. So for that, yeah, I got to meet him. Uh, he was like, oh, you're my hand model. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he like leaves it out for a second. I'm just like, wow, that was crazy. And he pops his head back in and he's like, oh, wait, y'all need my chain and my watch. And he comes over and gives me both his chain and his watch. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> right. And then I'm like, I'm looking at the, the Jesus piece. Like he has a Jesus piece and a um, like Jesus head and a, um, his Rockefeller uh, chain. Right. And the Jesus yeah. piece, I was like, oh, wow, there are yellow. Uh, 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 what is it? Yellow diamonds in his Jesus. <laughs> You know, and then I, I was like, I remember they gave me the watch and I had to put on the watch and I'm wearing it. And it's like, I can't remember if it was Audemars or Hublot. I want to say it was probably a Hublot, but it had his name. You know how like sometimes they engrave it on the other side. So it'll be like, you know, like a special engraving. No, his name was inside the watch. Oh, wow. Like, like Sean Carter Hublot, like. Like, like if it was a collaboration, but I don't, I, I don't remember, I, I don't know, re- researching if it was a collaboration. I'm sure, like, he b- either bought it or Hublot gave it to him with his name already inside the watch. Anyway, it was amazing. And I was, like, looking at it, like, you know, like uh, the Lord of the Rings. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, right? After that shoot, I scoured all of New York City to try to find a similar watch just to replace what was voided after that experience. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find anything? I did. I did. I found, um, it was actually surprisingly, uh, I found it was a really nice fossil watch that had kind of the uh, Audemars um, kind of flair to it with literally a, 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 a percent of the price <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a really cool yeah i'm assuming there was like a lot of people making sure you were giving back the watch and didn't just run off of set with it at the end of the day oh yeah yeah no he had huge the, the bodyguards were still there um and i remember going up on the roof and being like okay cool i can like enjoy the roof it was a really beautiful day you it, it was like out of a dream like I saw the uh, Empire State Building, like perfect picturesque. Like I actually took a picture and I still have it. I need to like, like print it and frame it somewhere. But it was like the perfect picture, and then I'm like singing, you know, uh, Empire State of Mind in my head while I'm like <laughs> about to go back for another take. Um, but then yeah, his bodyguards were there and they were funny too because they were like, "Oh, you're a hair model." Um, and then they would shake my hand, but they would still shake a hand like a big bodyguard would to intimidate other people. And I'm like, wait, 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 I'm a hand model. Don't know. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. That's fantastic. Um, uh, I wanted to ask as well, what is um, maybe the strangest thing you've had to do on set or... Or like a, I don't know, like a weird product, something you had to do strange, like a, yeah, funny story off of off of a set. Yeah, there's this one that I can never stop, I can never forget. <laughs> um, so there was one casting that first they they were casting people because they wanted to see the emotion in their hands. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They wanted their hands to emote. Um, so imagining hand puppets right now. <laughs> hand puppets, right? Yeah, you would think that. But no, it wasn't hand puppetry or anything like that. They were looking for... Um, so I remember the casting. It was like... And there was like a good amount of people at this casting too. So I, I must have did something right. But she was like... They had like a curtain. And they were like, all right, open this curtain like it's the first time you you know saw light in like 20 days and i'll be like okay um like this and to (laughs) me i'm just like okay like okay whatever 
And there, she looks at it and she's like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> what? And then she's like, okay, okay. All right, now you're going to hold this cup, right? And just a regular, you know, mug, coffee mug, right? You're going to hold this cup. And you're going to hold it like you're talking to, you know, somebody who cares deeply about you. And you're telling them that you're okay and that you're going to make it through. And I'm like, like this? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And I, it just blew my mind. I was like, I don't, I, wow, that was weird. But anyway, I booked it and then I did it on set and I got more of that. Perfect. Um, all, all shocking um, <laughs> thing. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was wild. It was, that was, that was my strangest. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. I mean, you must have just been intuitively um, being very emotive. With your hands. I, I was like, you know, I remember that day that I did it. It was 20 days before I saw the sun. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you generally work with a lot of the same people over and over again? Or is it pretty much new people on set every day? Um, so no, yeah, it's, um, because hand modeling is kind of like a, um, tight knit group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, um, we all, we kind of like all kind of work together consistently. The crew might change, um, often, um, often we're always working with different crews, but then sometimes we also work with like the same clients. Sometimes we have regular clients. Um, I have like, you know, I would say like seven, eight regular clients right wow. now to work with and I just know okay when they call me I already know everybody who's going to be on set that kind of yeah thing. um and that's good too right because then I also know like okay this client always needs at least a shoot at least you know once every three weeks or something like that you know I'm like I know I'm gonna hear something from them anytime soon which I love and so appreciate um, but yeah, so for the most part, I, I, I work with um, different other other hand models um, and our like tight knit little family. And anytime there's a new hand model, I'm like, hey, you're new. Who are you? Where, how are you doing this? <laughs> let me see your hands. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to say let me see your hands. But um, <laughs> I probably peep it. I, I look at it real quick and be like, oh, yeah, those are some nice hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um but uh, yeah, so so we're, it, it'll always be great when we like look at the call sheet and we see somebody that we know um, or friends are friends with, seeing that they're going to be on set. Yeah. It's like, oh, this person's going to be on set. I'm so excited, you know, and especially because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, we have had work together for you know three months or something like that. So being able to like. Like, of course, we're messaging each other, you know, during the pandemic, like, oh, man, I can't wait for work to come back. You hear anything? Nah, nah. You hear anything? Nah, nah. Okay, cool, cool. I'm not going crazy. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden work starts coming. It's like, oh, I'm going to work with you. Yes, we're so excited. <laughs> nice. And, you know, you mentioned there sort of having a few clients that, that you tend to work for over and over again. Um, do you get to, like keep any of the you know things that you're you're advertising like do you do you just have like a a jacket full of watches or <laughs> a million phones I wish I, <laughs> wish I wish especially when it comes to those GQ shoots where you wear some of the most expensive stuff GQ and um some other magazines uh, oh shoot uh, Esquire I was about to be like what I can't say because no, they hire me a lot so I appreciate them <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, those um, uh, yeah, I don't keep, I don't, I'm not able to keep anything, uh, for the most part. Um, I think the most that I'll ever get out of a set is um, sometimes clothing, um, okay. because like a, a shirt or something like that, and like, oh yeah, we bought like twenty of those, you know, or something, or you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you can keep the shirt. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. But it wouldn't be anything, like, ridiculously expensive. It would be, like, a shirt from Target or something. They're like, oh, this is comfy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It wouldn't be anything, like, 100% cashmere or anything like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, What do you think is 
the mo- what do you think people would find the most surprising about working as a hand model? That you can make it as a livelihood. Like, like mm. there, one thing that people would find is that there are people out there that are that that's their only thing. Like, they are just hand models. Wow. And also, like, some are generational, right? Like, I know a father-son hand model <laughs> duo, you know, where the father was a hand model for so many years, and then he got his son to do hand modeling for so many years. Wow. So, um, uh, the care that we put into our hands, just, like, constantly, like, moisturizing or... Mm-hmm. Um, some of the like different tips and tricks that we have, you know, with um, like, oh, if you get a scar, do this. Oh, if you get a burn, do this. You yeah. know, like, almost like unofficially certified dermatologists. <laughs> 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 but not for anything else other than our hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've just got this image now. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched Grey's Anatomy, but there's an episode where, um, like, the surgeons go into, like, the dermatology section, and the dermatologists have people rubbing their hands and, like, moisturizing their hands because they have to work with their hands and their hands are so delicate. I'm like, that's what you guys need. You guys need personal hand masseuses (laughs) masseuses to just constantly massage your hands. So you're, you'd be surprised. That is also something actually that does happen on set. No. Oh yeah. my God. It is, it is insane and it is crazy and it is the life to live. But yes. So sometimes we'll have manicure. Yes. Sometimes we'll have manicurists on set. And if there's a, a personal manicurist there, um, that manicurist will one, not only like, you know, make sure your cuticles are nice and do like a full manicure or whatever, whatever, um, or everything. But then also like, yeah, sometimes massage your hands in between takes. Um, sometimes even give you like, like different little tricks, like either um, different, t- like game, put you on, like put you on for like different type of lotions or creams. And you're like, oh, this is really nice. Who is this? Oh, this is blah, 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 blah. You Google it later and then you're like, Oh shoot! This is like a hundred dollar, thousand dollar cream. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, right. Um, or um, yeah, one time I was on set and the manicurist uh, gave me a um, a wax treatment, like, but not like waxing like the hands, but like like you put like a wax glove, so you put your hand in like a container, straight out of something like Zoolander, right? <laughs> And you put your hand in a container and then your whole hand gets waxed. And then you just like let it sit there. Like you have a whole waxed hand. Well, hands, both both my hands are just waxed. And I'm just sitting there and letting them just stay waxed for a little bit. And then it does something where it just, yeah, once it like, once the wax cracks off and stuff like that, my hands are coming out shining like pure gold. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> That's so crazy. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So what are the things that you you do on a on a day to day basis to keep your hands um, good? <laughs> um. So yeah, I just constantly moisturize. I have um, lotions and oils at at almost every corner of the house. Mm-hmm. Um. Whenever I'm sitting down, that there's uh, lotion right there, so it's easy to just. Whoop, while I'm watching a movie or anything, right before I go to bed, that's um, a great time to treat your hands. Um, is to put on a nice oil or a lotion right before you go to bed. Um, uh, bathroom, kitchen, right after I wash my hands, I immediately put on lotion. Um, so yeah, just keeping them moisturized every yeah. second I can. <laughs> yeah, and we talked a bit. You know, you you avoid cats. Is there anything else that you sort of try to avoid? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm just mindful, but I also try not to, you know, keep myself from doing too much. But like, uh, for yeah. instance, I, I, I avoid washing dishes without gloves, mm-hmm. right, um, because the chemicals are just way too strong um, for, for our hands, but for anybody's hands. Everybody should be actually wearing gloves when they wash dishes, if just 
it, it helps. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I I, I try I, I try not to like uh, avoid sports too much, um, but I just I'm just mindful. So I put on gloves. You know, like I like doing the Sparta race, a Spartan race. Um, and that's where we're like climbing up ropes, going under barbed wire, you know, it's like a whole obstacle course type, uh, race. Um, and yeah, I just put on a, a a great strong glove (laughs) so that I can enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's just so more so just being mindful, you know, not, um, not like limiting myself, but just being mindful. Yeah. And, um, how have you been going with the with the pandemic, you know, with so much extra hand sanitizer and, and things like that? Yeah, the pandemic has definitely taken a toll on everybody's hands <laughs> <laughs> um, because of all this dang hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, but um, I try to first I try to get a hand sanitizer that has aloe, aloe vera in mm-hmm. it, um, because that has already some some bit of moisturizing in it um yeah i try to there's some lotions that have like i mean not lotions there's some um soaps like um like um hand washing soaps um that have like uh, a lotion inside of it or something that keeps it moisturized so i i buy um different yeah. types of, of hand soaps like that so yeah it's just kind of things that just keep it moisturized and yeah. <laughs> when this pandemic, like, especially during this pandemic, keep it moisturized even more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, speaking of the pandemic, you are in New York, which was uh, hit particularly hard, especially towards the start of all this. Uh, and you actually did have coronavirus um, earlier in the year. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah, yeah, it was so crazy. I actually got it being on set, right? Like I was on, right. Um, I was on set, um, and there was a new guy um, that we haven't worked with in our small, you know, uh, group of hand models, and we're like, "Oh, this new guy, who's this?" <laughs> um, and um, after that day of working, I think it was. Five days later, I had felt like a small cough coming. And you think, you know, of course, you want to first, your first thing is denial. Oh, this can't be. No, this is this is probably just a regular cough. I'm probably just having an allergic reaction to something. And then my agent calls me that morning and she says, hey, you know, somebody you worked with five days ago um, tested positive for coronavirus. We're asking everybody to self-quarantine, et cetera. But at that time, everybody was already, like, on serious lockdown. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Um, I didn't tell her about my cough. Then that night, that cough had went, it went, like, from zero to 100. It was like, I got night, uh, I got I got shivers. Um, I had um, crazy temperature. I had... Um, uh, like lightheadedness, I I was just going through it, um, but but it was still kind of mild. It was just like the height of it. It was just like I got hit hard. It felt mm. sucky, but it just felt like a like like I was getting hit with a flu, right? So then I called my agent the next day, and I'm like, "Yep, I think I got it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and at that time you couldn't even. Um, get tested you know at that time um because you had it had to be severe for you to have uh, oh okay to go to go in the hospital to get tested um so yeah so i was just like all right cool i'm just gonna stay home and just knock this out uh, my girlfriend lives with me uh, we live together so she ended up getting you know symptoms like on the second yeah. like the day after i started getting symptoms and we both had similar symptoms, but we also had different symptoms as well. Um, and but at the most part, it was mild. Like for and I, and that's the blessing, right? Because everybody this hits everybody differently. Yeah. You know? So just because my case was mild doesn't mean anybody else's case. Everybody has mm. different reactions. Um, 
so yeah, uh, it was mild, and I was thankful for that. Um, the only thing that ended up happening that was crazy for me was that right after what is like five days of of having it and going through the mild symptoms, I had stayed inside and I did nothing. Like I didn't move, I didn't walk. I barely. I, I, I remember walking my dog, but I was like, I wasn't walking her twice a day. I ended up making it once a day. I stayed stationary for a long time. And it ended up messing with my stomach. Um, and then, like, yeah, like two weeks later, I ended up having to go to the um, hospital uh, for a minor bowel obstruction. And I have past issues of um, past medical issues of bowel obstructions. I had surgery when I was 10 and when I was 23 for mm-hmm. that. Um, so I've always known that to be thing to be aware and to just be cautious of. But it was crazy to have that during this pandemic yeah right so um i remember um the i I got to a certain it got to a certain pain right like there's a pain in my stomach that it was just like okay i can't take it anymore i need to call these you know i need to call the ambulance call the ambulance they come over and they're like just so you know stuff is different (laughs) like if you when you when you go to the hospital like one she's not going to be able to go with you you will have no visitors you are by yourself. And that was scary because if, if I knew I was going to go there and there was a possibility for surgery and I didn't have anybody there in my corner to like make mm. sure that I was okay, that was that was That's petrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um so that was one thing I was like, oh shoot, I, I might have to rethink this. Is this is this pain really that bad right now? <laughs> you know? Um and I did. I was like, uh are, is it okay if y'all if 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 I cancel this one and if I really need y'all, I'll call y'all back tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they also said that you can't pick your hospital. Like there's a particular hospital that I like. Right. So I was like, I just want to go to this hospital. And it was like, we can't guarantee that for you. (laughs) Like get in in here, you get into the ambulance and we take you where it tells us to take you. Mm. You have, you have no choice. And I'm just like, damn pandemic really (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um i ended up calling i yeah i got to a point where i wasn't able to keep down my food i was throwing up and everything like that um and um i had to call the ambulance and back and luckily i i told them hey i would prefer to go to this place but i understand you know what's Mm -hmm. going on the pandemic Luckily, they were like, yeah, we can get you there. No problem. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. So I went to the hospital of my choice. Um, they took great care of me. But it was it was a war zone there. It was crazy to see. Like, And this was like at the peak, right? I, I remember the date. It was like April 3rd, you know, when I went in. And yeah. so this was like peak craziness, you know, for, for New York City. And... You saw that there was kind of like a um, an organized chaos mm. kind of thing, but it was still, you know, like, but it was a war zone, like, clearly. Um, but, yeah, the doctors and nurses were doing their thing. Like, they were, they were on top of it. Um, but you could also see that it was, it was a lot. It was almost, it was overwhelming. Um, but they were, they were doing the best that they could, you know, under the circumstances. Um, so definitely kudos to all of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, it was so crazy experiencing all of what was going on and seeing all of that. People laying on their stomachs because they couldn't breathe. I mean, laying on yeah, laying on their stomachs because they couldn't breathe. Um, you know, people having horrendous coughs, and I'm in there because I have a tummy ache. <laughs> I'm like, my tummy hurts. Yeah, but there's a coronavirus epidemic. Uh, epidemic. Is that the right word? Epidemic going on right now, and I'm like, I know, but my tummy hurts. <laughs> and then they um they had they had to test me right um to to figure out where to put me, you know whether they put me in um you know the COVID area side or the non-COVID side. Um and they they yeah I ended up testing positive still, you know for it. And I was actually this I was actually surprised because I was like this was two weeks after and. If I counted the days, it was 13 days from the time that my symptoms were gone, right? So I was like, so if I had came in 
yes, or if I if I came in the next day, would my COVID have been gone? Yeah. <laughs> like, would it have said negative? Like, how long is this really in your system? Mm-hmm. You know, and everything, like, all, all the questions, all the COVID questions that I had, for the most part, was kind of just like a, we're all kind of figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we really don't know. We just kind of, we know a little here, we know a little there, but there's mm-hmm. no definite answer. So yeah, I was in the COVID side. I was in my, I had my, I had a room to myself, um, except for the very last night. They ended up putting another um, guy in there with me, um, which that was crazy too. But um, it was just crazy. It was, it was lockdown. They were like, you can't leave this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're stuck to the room. Luckily, I had a phenomenal view, so I was like, "Well, at least I got that." <laughs> but um, but you still need to walk and maneuver. So I'm like walking back and forth between like a little bit of <laughs> radius. I'm just like my little square footage. I'm just like pacing or dancing around just to like get my body moving. But yeah, it was a it was a crazy crazy experience. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're through the other side of that. Um, yeah. yeah. And thank you. I didn't have to have surgery. So that was that was also great as well. That's also very good. Yeah. So have yeah. you guys started to go back to work yet? Yeah. So work is wild right now. Um, so once first, when the phases had opened, it was slow. People were putting out feelers. They were saying, hey, are you willing to work? Um, hey, do uh you know, my girlfriend and I also um, were getting uh, re- requests, you know, for like couples or people who live together. Hey, who are you comfortable working with? Who's in your pod? You know, mm. kind of thing. And um, yeah, it just started, it started slow. And then people kind of found, you know, how to maneuver, you know, and how to be safe about it. And I was like, okay, as long as everybody's on set and they got a mask on, Sometimes, you know, some sets will be like, all right, everybody here is going to be tested. All right, maybe this set, no, uh, we're not going to request tests, but we are going to have everybody sign that they haven't um, been experiencing any COVID-like symptoms, um, you know, just to CYA, cover our asses. Um, and, um, yeah, everybody's just making it work. So, yeah, last week I had five days bookings so i call that my golden uh, <laughs> yeah um and then the, the week before that i had four and i call that my silver and the week before that i had three that's my bronze <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh this week i think i only have two uh possibly three bookings um but like when i say only like that's 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 no that's not only it's that that's amazing <laughs> that's it's it's almost getting back to my my regular um consistent bookings before um the pandemic so of that yeah awesome now uh we are getting close to the end here but i always like to ask a random question of my guests um towards the end of the episode and i have picked a different random question from last time when we recorded this so uh, okay. you won't be prepared um so my question for you this is a bit of a weird one um i got it off the internet it's not well it's not that weird but it's what is your funniest story involving a car funniest story involving a oh shoot <laughs> Oh, he's got one. Uh, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry for anybody who's about to be listening to this. Um, but <laughs> okay, because I'm I'm brutally honest. So I'm just gonna be brutally honest. Okay, so um my dad it serves in the army or he did serve in the army, um, 25 plus years. Um, I'm a military brat, so I'm from Germany and Tampa, Florida. Um, traveled every three years, always the new kid. But uh, my dad then went into reserves in Florida and I was in high school. This was around, I can't remember if it was, I, I just remember my age. I was like 17, almost 18, something like that, right? Um, I only had my driver's permit. So yeah, I was 17, early 17. 
Um, I had my driver's permit. I had like to wait one year before I got my license. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that like that's that year where you can like drive in the car with somebody as long as they have a license and are yeah. like over twenty one or something. Yeah, I wasn't that's what we call having that. our learner's permit. Yes, same, same learner's permit as well. So, um, my dad had to go, this was, okay, yeah, this was, this is 2001, 2002, um, my dad had to go to, um, Iraq, um, to help with the war in Afghanistan, Iraq, sorry, had to go to Iraq to help with the war in Iraq, um, and, but that was also the war in Afghanistan was going on at the same time as well, so he's off at war for a year um he worked computer engineering but that's still very scary because there's so much going on out there well there was so much going on out there um my neighborhood was in uh florida but it was like a suburban neighborhood so everybody um everybody uh was like like really close family and my uh we stayed with a neighbor in the family I'm about to get to the car part. (laughs) So I just had to paint the picture. Yeah. So we're we're staying with the family, like down the street from where my dad lives. But my dad had his car in the garage and I had access to the keys and everything. And I had a girlfriend at the time and I would take the car, pick her up, bring her over to the house. We'll do what grown teens <laughs> would do. <laughs> right? You think you grown. <laughs> um, and then um, I just, you know, drive her back. Right? So I'm like, I'm, this was like consistently. I would do this like almost every weekend and nobody caught me. I was like, I was, I was, and my dad's car was like really nice. It was all, it was an all white infinity with like blue lights on it and stuff like that. Anyway, so what then happens is I get cocky. And what happens is there's a, um, a, a theater. I'm already, in, I'm involved with theater and there's like a theater um, competition or something like that. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to take the bus there. I'm not going to um, take uh, or drive with somebody. I'm going to take my dad's car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it there on pure daylight, you know, and uh, and I'm going to have a friend that doesn't know that I don't I still have a learner's permit <laughs> drive with me to the thing. <laughs> so I go there uh, and my the, my girlfriend at the time, um, she was like, do not take your dad's car out other than for this situation and I thought she was just being selfish I was like see you just want it for yourself you just want it (laughs) I I can take it out whenever right so we we get we get to uh, USF right and I do this turn and another car hits my dad's car oh no luckily I have great ways of talking that it wasn't cops that came that when we had to fill out the report it was um campus cops so i guess they were a little bit more lenient Mm -hmm. but they could still fill out you know reports and stuff like that so they were like oh where's your id oh i'm so sorry i left it in a dorm i didn't attend usf i was still in high school I mean, and then I think because also like me and my dad's name match, like I'm not a junior, but my middle name is different. But they were like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, oh, OK, cool. We see. OK, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, I didn't end up getting, well, arrested because I figured I would have gotten arrested for that. <laughs> I was able to take my dad's car back home, but then they had this like big dent on the side of it. And I, had, oh. I then called the insurance get them to fix it and everything like that and think I'm like boom boom I'm I'm golden like I'm everything like I did and then all of a sudden like my dad calls and is like so why do I have something on my insurance report that something happened to my car <laughs> and I was oh. like oh I think about that <laughs> <laughs> so close to getting away with it 
so close if it wasn't for the medley kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it was so crazy, so so crazy. Um, oh. So yeah, but it but it was so crazy. The I think the 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 cherry on top of this whole situation was my dad was able to come back home um, from war um, and he was okay and everything was good. Um, and the, the whole car situation, like it didn't matter at the end. Yeah. Like, it was just like so good to have my dad home. It was so good for him to be back home. And um, he ended up buying me a car like, like I would say like a couple months right after that, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So um, I still regret my, what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have a great story. <laughs> but now I have a great story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say for me, my funny story with the car was I was um I reckon I was probably eighteen, so I would have um had my actual license but only been driving sort of in the car by myself for maybe a couple of months. And we were having a night at my friend Amy's place, um, with a group of maybe like six of us. And I had never been to Amy's place before. She lived maybe like 45 minutes to an hour away from me up in an area called the Dandy Noms, which is sort of like rainforesty. So very sort of different area than I'm used to driving in. And um, it was like maybe 10, 10.30 at night. And I had just done a 10-hour shift at work. So I was absolutely exhausted, um, was driving up to Amy's and um, the GPS told me up this little dirt road. And so I turned up the road and as I turned up, the GPS lost signal. And so I was like, okay, I have no idea where I am now. So I was like, okay, I'll just turn around. I'll go back to the main road. And when I get to the main road, my GPS will get signal and I'll figure out where to go. So I start doing a three point turn and then there's a car behind me. So I can't quite get back as far as I want to. So I try going forward and I get stuck in a ditch. Oh no. So I'm stuck in a ditch. Um, in the middle of this dirt road, no signal. I'm absolutely exhausted from a long day. I'm lost. I'm just like so stressed. I just like burst into tears because I'm just so tired and so stressed. And even though like I didn't have internet, so I couldn't message, but I think I still had phone service, but I mustn't have had Amy's phone number because I remember I called my dad and I was like on the phone to my dad, like, I don't know what to do. And just like in tears, just so tired and so stressed. And as I'm on the phone to my dad there's a little like knock on the window of my car and I look out and it's Amy because I got stuck out in a ditch outside her house what <laughs> oh that is so funny yeah and so I think her sister had been like you know doing the dishes in the kitchen or something and saw this car just like stuck there and was like um Amy something's going on yeah and so um my my friends helped me push my car out of the ditch and um, and and get into Amy's driveway. But yeah, that's that's probably my biggest car story. So wow, that that's a crazy car story too. Yeah. <laughs> Just the chances, um, right wow. outside her house. <laughs> that is so wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, my last question for you today uh, is a question I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. Uh, it's called the podcast is called Loud and Seemingly Confident because that's how I want to describe myself. Do you consider yourself a confident person? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have my moments. I think everybody has their moments, but I find that confidence and optimism really takes you far. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it does. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just try to be fun-loving and kind, and um, just all around, just, just be nice, you know. Um, and it, it, it really does. It takes you far. Awesome. Yeah. Short and simple. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Technically, a second time. <laughs> no worries. No worries at uh, all. Yes, and, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Please uh, subscribe and leave a review to help this get seen by more people. You can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea J. Heaney or the podcast at Loud and Seemingly Confident, both on Instagram and Facebook. Ray, where can people find out more about you? Uh, go to my Instagram, at Ray Martell. Um, that's R-A-Y-M-A-R-T-E-L-L. -L. 
Um, and then you could, uh, if you want to see just the hand pictures, hashtag raise hands, R-A-Y-S-H-A-N-D. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, that's just hands. Like, if you just want that's that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's that's where I keep everybody posted on everything, just on Instagram. So you can also see my modeling stuff, my commercial stuff, and some of my film projects and things like that. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. Really appreciate it. <laughs>